0: Afterward, DiBiase entered the ring with a red, white, and blue bag full of money. Luger <laughs> kicked the bag out of Di- DiBiase's hands, resulting in me to attack him and turn him into a villain. At, uh, oh, wait, and turn me into a villain at Summerslam, joining DiBiase's million-dollar corporation. I spent the remainder of the year fe- feuding with Luger, which topped off in a cage match on Raw. That saw Luger come out as always. the victor.
1: Luger always comes out, Fuck,
0: out of Fuck, I forgot Except about Luger. Except in real life. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast, I'm Case.
0: I'm Hans. I think we got a hot one, a couple hot oh. ones coming
1: your way couple hot ones indeed. I this is this is live breaking news right now. Uh a guy I work with who's also a huge wrestling nerd. Yeah. Just texted me out of the blue. He's like, "I'm at my gym. There are wrestlers at my gym." Ooh. Oh and wow. And they're like they're filming a bit. So it's just two guys. Like his name's Chad Gable and then it's like a fat guy called Otis. It's AEW, right? No, this is uh WWE.
0: Because AEW is actually really big in Ohio, I believe. Uh, it's it's good. It's a good product. One of the um, top female wrestlers in AEW is like... Uh, she's like a child of Columbus. That t-shirt company, Homage. She's like a spokesperson mm. for them. I wish I could remember her name. She's great. She's a terrible... She's got George Southheart. She's... Amazing. She's just... Pretty, uh, quote unquote, basic looking, you know, just, Uh she's not glam, she's not glow, and she's got, like, a real, like, collegiate wrestler vibe to her, but she gets real, like, emotional over simple stuff, like, not getting
1: called back, uh, she's great. because, uh, Brian Pillman's son is, is in AEW, and he's from Cincinnati. Okay. John Moxley's from Cincinnati, well, there's a tr- long
0: tradition of, like, Ohio Valley wrestling.
1: Yes, yes. No, that's a big, like, uh, like John Cena, The Rock, they all came up through that. It's like the minor leagues, basically. It is, really. really. It is. It's like that West Virginia, Southern Ohio. Like, every now and then on my nerdy wrestling feed, someone will post a, a promo poster, and it's like, a pimply-faced John Cena. fighting like a 50 year old man (laughs) from fucking West Virginia. And you're like, those were the days. No, but he was texting me and he's like, Ray Mysterio Jr. Just walked in. I'm marking out right now. I'm freaking out. And I, it just gave me the idea. I was like, what a great bit. And I was like, you got to walk up to Ray Mysterio and tell him he's got to wipe down the machines when he's done. Oh, my God. Just, big, just look at it. was just like the the gym guy, the gym Nazi that's big time in Rey Mysterio or other wrestlers. Yo, yo, excuse me. I'm sorry, Undertaker. Uh, I'm allergic to ashes. Can you move your urn? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh Excuse me, Paul Bearer.
0: Can you put down that deep dish pizza, please? <laughs> I've never seen a guy more. Uh, rest in peace, Paul Bearer. More likely oh, to come. From the heart of Chicago than Paul Bear. Oh, it Jesus is, Christ! He crawled
1: out of the deep dish box
0: when at a Cubs game. There's nothing better than like a kind of an exotic character or uh, an eccentric character
1: coming Do from we need a Midwest. For anybody, uh, yeah, probably should. So there is in in he is now retired. There is this wrestler called the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and he started back in the glorious eighties back when they would just slap a profession on a guy when they didn't have a, an appropriate gimmick so like yeah, horror movies he uh, digs graves you're you're an undertaker right but the 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 wrestler at the time had not yet gained his his mic skills so they saddled him with this character whom was named paul bearer who was his uh his attaché his voice his hype man is He's that the one who speaks for you
0: is that the history of ringside hype men like yes.
1: like typically I, it's a guy who can't who's either because we've we've always we share those videos all the time of like this hilljack at WCW cutting a promo and it's fucking nonsense and doesn't make like that's a guy, you look good, you're big, you're yeah. scary, but then, you know, nothing deflates it more than like, so yeah, I was gonna, hey, you know, like, ah, don't, don't speak, you got a squeaky voice, Hulk. Or
0: just uh, way too Canadian, so it, like, takes away from the heel. It's hard to be a heel with a Canadian accent.
1: It's just too soft. We have, we are as close to Canadian yes. as you can get in our voices, and- It's not the toughest accent, I'll say. So if you're like, "Oh yeah, eh, I'm gonna put the boots to you," exactly right. You're like, "Fucking give him Jimmy Mouth of the South." Like we need a guy who can talk. Yeah, Casey, who was so
0: beautiful. Context: Obviously, we're talking wrestling, and Mm. we're we're coming out kind of wrestling hot. I'm coming out a little wrestling half hard because I just found a 1969 wrestling magazine as i'm going through my stuff did you not see the i sent you some images you sent me the glacier no 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 just now if you oh, look no, at I your didn't. facebook messages messages well, well, look right now which is amazing because we were just talking about it last week and i'm digging through my presidential memorabilia for oh a my little, god hello ho ho.
1: wowzer bowsers hot damn it's a legit hunk-a-dunk it's some serious hunk
0: stag uh holy like, crap i couldn't i was like mag where in the world and the only thing we can think of is i work you can
1: see that guy's whole penis
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah he's the <laughs> through those
1: tiny tiny
0: glossy shorts <laughs> so glossy uh like it's like what you upholster a like a bowling alley uh, with
1: (laughs) like a bowling a bowling bag
0: yes oh and it's full of bowling balls (laughs) hello i think i don't i I put it away because i'm definitely we have a friend well mitch friend of the pod and fellow jerk practitioner makes this amazing art with these uh like uses collage pieces um i so i don't have it in front of me but that it's like hunk literally hunk of the month and it's a, oh, yeah. it's a pull out. It's pull out. It's it's a, a pin up. Like you it's
1: a, Yeah. Like you'd hang it up on the battleship oh, yeah. it going over <laughs> to fucking Japan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh. Was there one guy who is the toughest, meanest looking fucker, and everybody's hanging like, you know, Betty Grable Betty Grable's legs, her gams, woo-woo. And then you got one guy who looks like a fucking leather strap. And he hangs up this skimpy fucking bodybuilder poster. Uh, Don't mess with that guy. That's what you
0: need. That's what you need to change the hearts and minds. It's like that
1: gotcha really, um,
0: really didn't age well movie. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. It was an Adam Sandler movie. For like, yes. yes it's yes. super stereotypical, homophobic, and like... Uh, gay stereotyping. And on a side note even, as if that couldn't get worse, Rob Schneider plays what you would call- What
1: ethnicity is he in this movie?
0: Chinese or Asian <laughs> stereotype? Casey, he's only missing the rice patty hat. I'm is serious. Like, Look up a picture. It is- It's like
1: Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Way more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Way more. Casey, he's got the teeth. Like, it's way more. Oh, he plays a priest. Mind. It's nuts. Um, didn't age well. Oh, anyways, one part, though, is he's a fireman, and Ving Rhames plays, like, this, like, super buff, like, hardcore Uh fireman. But then he comes out as gay, and he's like, I got the, um, strength to do it, because you guys came, the premise of the movie is they need to play gay, so the kid can get health insurance or something. Um, so he comes (laughs) out. that's right. And like, everybody's like, there's anyways, just the, like the strongest, hardest guy that comes out as gay, but he comes out as like, you know, like all of a sudden he's limp
1: wristed and like, yes, I don't like the swerve that comes with it. Like you could still be a tough guy. Like doesn't have to go anywhere. Not yet. Not you can. There's just obviously,
0: of course. Ray Mysterio Jr. is probably in a headlock right now from one for not wiping (laughs) down the
1: machine from one from someone for not wiping, wiping down the machine. Cool mask, bro. But I know it's called etiquette, by the way. So just wipe the machine down, man. Cool back Uh, tattoo. Just don't want it sweating on me, dog. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. I have. I mean, we're coming out hot. You feel like uh, this is most likely for you listening. We're going to we're going to drop a two parter on you. I know you're bringing the heat with something case we talked about with some some high boots and bare bare British white legs. Uh, since we started rolling hot, you want to you feel like taking a wrestling quiz? You feeling strong? I think I can, yeah. All right. Got my pumps in, got my skimpies on. Get your pumps in, get your pen out. Uh, we might bounce around a little bit, but Casey, I want you to remember these names for this first part uh-huh. of the quiz. What I'm going to do is give you some wrestling names,
1: yep. and then I'm going
0: to give you different snippets of a wrestler, of an unnamed wrestler, and you need to tell me which wrestler that is. Gotcha. Okay? That's the first part, and then I can follow it up. I got either a speed round or we'll call it a fun round. They're about about the same. So um, here's the wrestlers. Folks, play at home. Write it down. You got the Undertaker, who we already mentioned. Uh Yep. You got George South, who bears mentioning yep. every episode now. Of course, always. You got Ric Flair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got Undertow. You got Tatanka. Undertow. You got Plastic. the Ultimate Warrior. Uh-huh. You got Saul Bunyan. <laughs> Saul Bunyan! <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Love
1: him. Already my favorite wrestler. Already. <laughs> Name alone. <laughs>
0: And you got Earthquake, all right? You got these names?
1: Oh, man. Earthquake. Can we take a second? Please. And just bask in the glory. It's the bygone era. Oh. Like, Earthquake was bald as a bowling pin, but longest, greasiest mullet. I mean,
0: this was the most fun research quiz and i touched a fingernail upon details it is like
1: he just it was that era of just like that's the best part about wrestling it can elevate even the most pedestrian of us like i'm an overweight bald guy with long hair you're gonna main event fucking wrestlemania for fifty thousand screaming fans who are, and there's going to be some earthquake fans in the audience. I was a huge on earthquake everywhere. fan. Because old tugboat that became the natural yes. disasters. Earthquake
0: to me, even more than Andre the Giant, because it was that bald. You told me like, or you just mentioned it's like bald and bearded. they just it. Heat. It made wrestling mythical, almost yes. godlike, because it was so. Uh-huh is so bizarre like not yes. not bizarre but like almost it took you out of the realm of reality and brought you into like a dreamlike world cuz people don't look like you, that they just no, don't and, and the size and the magnitude and the insanity and
1: especially now that we live in a world where there's the marvel unit like you have like superhero television you have superhero movies like you have Beautiful hunks like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And you're just like, that's impossible to attain or be. Right. But then, like, when you get into the nitty gritty, like, I still think one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and I fucking hated him as a kid, was fucking Dusty Rhodes. I,
0: I know. I know.
1: Giant. He's got Justin Timberlake ramen hair when Justin Timberlake was just a glint in his daddy's eye. Oh, yeah. Fat cowboy boots and he was would wear a fur coat like he was Superman and he looks like he should be fixing your mom's car are you did you know and that's why yeah he didn't have enough but he's amazing now you go back he talked the fucking foam off the microphone
0: yes exactly
1: why he got over
0: they are a wrestling dynasty the roads I didn't know that like oh yeah, men, women, children across the board, beautiful. Well, we'll get back into I love earthquake. Me some earthquake. I, oh my god, I loved it.
1: Best I'm, move. Second turnbuckle. Butt bomb. It, done. It, it, done. It, oh, it
0: has a name. It. <laughs> wait till you hear about this guy. These guys are incredible. <laughs> and we're starting off right now. Feel free to to. Uh, Call out the name mid Uh You know what if you if you got Something you know and you go oh that's that guy But I'll I'll try and give everybody the uh, All of the details Some of them are some of them like should Just be a snippet but they go Into a story arc about other wrestlers And I was like this is why This This is is the greatest show on earth Alright This gentleman or maybe it should do a first Person I was wrestler of the Year six times yeah i have been recognized as the as a 16 time world champion Shit. my biological father is named luther i made my first appearance i made my first appearances in japan in 1973 with the international wrestling enterprise uh as part of a, I just like this name. As part of a working agreement between the IWE and AWA promoter Vern Gagne. Oh, Vern
1: Gagne. Mini- oh, is it Gagne? Of I was thinking Greg Gagne. Sorry, Gagne. Of oh, course, Gagne. Gagne. Duh. I can only hear Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair say that name.
0: Uh, he was claimed to be a cousin, though he wasn't, of the uh, 1985 tag team. Of Arn Anderson and Ole Anderson, or Ole Anderson. Ole oh, Anderson. The boys. Anderson boys. Can I um, get
1: the list again?
0: Yes. You have The Undertaker. You uh-huh. have George South. You have Ric Flair. You have Undertow. Okay. You have Tatanka. The Ultimate Warrior. Saul Bunyan. <laughs> I'm just gonna get Bunyan for all of us, <laughs> and and who the aforementioned earthquake, earthquake, okay? Jesus. Uh, oh, and I okay. have a special treat, Casey. When we get, I'll give you after once I give you this Luther. the treat on this, Casey. As everybody just heard with me finding the mm. wrestling magazine, I've been going through my shit. I've amassed a collection of the most insane things I don't even remember. And wait till you hear what this insane thing I have is. Okay. Okay. I was the leader of the villainous group called the Magnificent Seven. Oh, shit. I, got, I, I got um, an idea. Okay. I was first tenured with Jim Crockett Productions. I might have already said that. Mm-hmm. I got a couple quotes for you. Okay. Let me see. Is that the last part? Yep. Um, uh. I'm the stylin', profilin', limousine-ridin', oh, jet yep. flying, kiss stealing, wheelin' and dealin' son of a gun.
1: I'll let you finish it, because it's beautiful.
0: Diamonds are forever, and so am I. <laughs> I bleed like nobody else. I'm every woman's dream and every man's nightmare. I oh, am. Yes.
1: The one and only Richard Fleer.
0: Boom. Boom, boom, one for one. Casey, wait till you hear this. He Rick is... F- yeah. oh, amazing. forget it. I mean...
1: <laughs> we were just talking because I, I was telling you. Mount Rushmore. I think it was his birthday, or maybe it was just a regular day, but it was like, I told you, Rick Flair on a speedboat drinking Bud Light seltzers with Lance Armstrong. Could it just been Sunday, or it could have been
0: Christmas. Any day, I right? Know. I mean, he's transcended. Yeah. Uh, uh, wrestling, he's. Uh, if you get a chance to hang with Ric Flair, I don't care if you're Barack Obama. You're like, oh, sorry, yeah. Joe. You pick pick I know up you that need call. some. I know you need <laughs> some advice on the Ukraine, but uh, I'm gonna go drink Rumplemans with Ric exactly, Flair. Exactly, exactly. Check this out, case our our one and only Ric Flair was born February 25th, 1949. Okay, follow right. me here. Yeah, I have what is called. The calendar of lunches that was printed <laughs> in 1916, that. Casey, Holy and shit. in this calendar of lunches, it gives you the day of the week, and the date of the year, and yeah. the lunch you should have. So, Ooh. if we go to February 20, 20- oh, it was his birthday, February 25th, 1949, right? February 25th. Right, there we go. All right, on February 25th. Here is your lunch in 1916. Scalloped oysters.
1: <laughs> the oldest thing in the world.
0: Corn relish. <laughs> Parker Jesus. House rolls with raspberry jam. Canned pears. Jelly jumbles. Tea. And cocoa. And then it has a recipe for scalloped oysters. Just a heads up. How incredible! Is this calendar of lunch. lunches?
1: Yes, right. No wonder people took naps. Like that is a that is a hearty lunch. What are you having for dinner? I Two don't have the dinner.
0: I don't have the calendar of the calendar dinners. Of dinners. <laughs> Selected and arranged by Elizabeth O. Hiller. fifty-two that practical Sunday evening suppers. Oh, so maybe scalloped
1: it's... oysters.
0: Oh, maybe I they... assume
1: like a scalloped potato. So it's like a creamy cheesy oyster
0: i guess now that you've brought it up we're gonna have to look at the recipe uh wash and pick over one quart of oysters heat liquor that's old school you put keep yeah. the juice to a boiling point strain through cheesecloth set aside for use mix one cup of stale bread crumbs cracker crumbs melted butter toss crumbs with fork until wet but bread bread well buttered sprinkle the bottom of a buttered baking dish sprinkle with pepper cover with crumbs oyster liquor thin cream or milk you're correct cover top thick layer of fine buttered crumbs that is garnish bitch. the edge with buttered bread points bake for 25 minutes that it an aunt nap yeah
1: take a knee right now sir you got your days wrecked. it's over
0: oh my god doesn't but it make guess, you feel like you're on the titanic
1: yes cuz right? it's like i guess you they got up at like 4 a.m.
0: Exactly. So you needed
1: like a big lunch because you'd been up for twelve hours,
0: and you had to get up an extra hour early for lunch prep.
1: You know what I mean, right? Yes, You're to... boiling oyster liquor. You're shucking oysters. I just, all I can think about is just like being in like downtown Watertown in 1915. I'm like, nah, I gotta go to the Rexall and get a quart of oysters. Right. Right. <laughs> Like, who brought oysters to South Dakota? But
0: they're there. Oh yeah, yeah. This is. I wonder. Oh no, this is a. This is a Chicago. Chicago I was going to be my guess. Was, oh yeah, chi Still baby. oysters in Chicago. Those Lake Ooh, Michigan oysters. Ooh, nothing beats
1: a Lake Michigan oyster.
0: Oh, boy. Size of a dinner plate. Oh my. Oh yes. I had the biggest oysters with Meg in New Orleans. Like when they brought them out, oh, it man. was like, and I love oysters. Obviously, I don't even know more, but. They were just too, oysters are perfect, they're intense, and uh, uh, sometimes quality things come in smaller packages, so for a big oyster, it's like you're sucking on a wet
1: insert. It's like a tongue. You're just French kissing your food. Yeah, Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, No, we, Ash and I love oysters, and it's one of those things, it's like, once we started dating, like we got into like the going out and we we're like, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like yeah. We're going to places with oysters because otherwise I wouldn't ever have bought them. Sure. In fact, the first time I had an oyster was out of a dish pit and I barfed into it. Oh, whoa. Of, okay. <laughs> this fancy restaurant I worked at, and I was like, they they just threw away like, these six oysters. They're just, so I George Costanza did it and I was like, well, I just, I mean, I just set it in there. <laughs> so try one of these fancy <laughs> oh. oysters because I work at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> just caught right in the neck was not oh, right i don't know what man. i thought the consistency was gonna be sure like a fish stick i guess i don't know it just i'm like a texture person and i didn't oh, yeah. expect that oyster texture and she just grabbed onto the back of the neck and Do brought you... the rest with her
0: so they consider i i've thought about this a lot they consider certain foods aphrodisiacs and they consider an oyster an aphrodisiac, and I just think they—I just think because your brain is such a powerful sexual organ, and it's an idiot, it yes. just thinks it's yeah, so their so. genitals. <laughs> That's no, what exactly. I think. It doesn't have like some kind of vitamin for sterility. It doesn't have <laughs> yes. like that. Otherwise, they'd sell dried oysters next to the register at a. a um, Pfizer's
1: not mashing oysters for fucking the the, right. the
0: boner pills. Exactly. I think your brain is just like, you know, is that a vulva or,
1: something? you know, I don't <laughs> right know. it's Gross. this animal thing. And it, I think you're totally right, because it is that exactly. It's just your brain telling you like, oh, that reminds me. Of, OK, let's go. Oh, come on. No, but we would. So we were going out and getting oysters a lot. Yeah. And we go to this place that had like, you yeah. know, everybody loves a dollar oyster, but sometimes you should just pay the full price for oysters you know you like. Is this Mermaid we- Inn? No, this is oh, a place in Williamsburg. Okay. Um, they do it, and we're like, hell yeah, Dollar Oysters, we're doing it. We're getting two dozen. Oh, yeah. Drop them down, and they're like, okay, Dollar Oysters today are from uh, just outside of Washington, D.C. They're from Virginia. They were the fattest, biggest,
0: oh, big. yeah,
1: muddiest tasting. It's just, it's awful. Yeah. And as you come to like I worked in a in, at Rye and yep. we had like this deal with um Island Creek, which is an oyster purveyor like just on the tail in Massachusetts. Okay. So you'd get these amazing mass like oysters just freshly farmed, super fresh. They'd bring them in and it was um and just the more you learn about oysters, it's like that's why they're small cuz they're in cold water and they like Yeah. You know, it just packs in the flavor and they take it the seawater. But yeah, that big old muddy from a hot swamp. Well, think about it. This is. They just grow big because it's warm water. Exactly. Right.
0: They are. And what they have to munch. So they're bivalves. They're basically the filters of the sea. So like they are. think of them like sponges. What they filter is what they'll collect. I read this great book called – I think you might have given it to me. It's called The Great Oyster, and it's the history of yes, oysters yes, in New yep. York. It's fascinating. Like, think about getting a hot dog on the corner of New York. For the longest time from its inception, you were getting a dozen oysters shucked on the corner, which if you think about refrigeration at the time, so many people, so sick.
1: Oyster Wall Street is still paved in oyster shells. That's well, that's true. why it's called Pearl, Pearl Street. Oh, yeah. Down in the financial district. It's, I know this from, Ash told me, it's from literally all the oyster shells from those stands. They just crushed them and the yep. shells have that pearly hue.
0: Well, oyster, so they, oystering became illegal in New York because as humans tend to do in concentrated places, they polluted the water so much that people were dying from consuming the oysters. And so, that wasn't lifted until not that long ago. And so, when you have still a blue point in. oyster, yeah. those are still coming from some pretty murky waters outside of Long Island. Just want to give <laughs> you a yeah, heads up.
1: <laughs> no, I still I still to this day don't think I'd eat anything that comes out of those rivers in New York. No. I see people no. fishing. And I'm like, I respect the the sport of fishing sure i really like it now that i'm older like i really understand the like it's just meditative you you think you just sit and think and reflect but get a big old musky out of the hudson i I... taste like bill de blasio's pants i was just gonna say you
0: know uh, we've talked about it like Fuck off, New Yorkers! If if you think you're high, if you think you're the shit, and you're a New Yorker, you either come from a long line of bullshit New York money and you grew up Central Park East, or you're a fucking New Yorker that could roll and rumble in any of the dirtiest rural s- yeah. places in the country because you are trash in the best way. And I always knew a good New Yorker. Like I had a guy that used to come in a trailer park lounge. Worked for the elevator operators union. Fucking oh, this yeah. guy would be like, I just dropped off a fish at the, and then insert whatever fucking awful thing he said, but basically an Asian restaurant down the street. Cause he's like, you catch a fish, they'll prepare it for you at six ways to Sunday. So I catch a fish, <laughs> I drop it off there. They make me my dishes, have a, have a frozen marg with you Add a topper. <laughs> and then I head back and get, get my fish, and I was like, you, sir, are fucking New York-born through oh, and man. through. Because, that... Yeah.
1: You got a Mets tattoo, like, on oh, your forehead. Fuck. Like, yes. you're fucking Harry Potter. You're yes. born with that NY. If you have the fucking nuts... To fucking catch a fucking snake out of the fucking Hudson River. Take it to an Asian restaurant, which is a fucking restaurant, by the way. They have a menu for a reason and go, make this. Like, yes. What the fuck is this? Oh, <laughs> this is not a frontier God. town. It's a fucking the, the city of the world. And
0: to have the blinders on to be like, this is New York. Everybody in New York's probably from New York. Casey, I could still tell you the ins and outs of Tony and Remo that run the elevator operators union from 82nd <laughs> to 94th. Like, he just talked to me like I was on uh, the waiting list to get in the knew, union. You man.
1: Which totally is... <laughs> nothing beats a good old union guy. Whew. I know uh, we talked about it, but those construction lunches... Oh, yeah. Which were at 9 a.m. and consisted of a cold-cut sandwich and 10 beers... <sighs>
0: Yeah, the, out of the 1916 a lunch calendar. <laughs> I have of oysters here. The unionization um, niches, a lot of people don't know about because the guys who come in were like, we're the rebar union. You know, oh, 82nd, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, that's a big fucking deal with these it. buildings. It's you it's need building guys right. who know
1: the fucking rebar. You know what I mean? Right, because you're 100 stories up and you don't want the fucking discount rebar. You're like, oh guys. you're in the
0: you you're in the union? Yeah, we're the uh, you know grinders union eighty two. You're like, Oh shit, yeah, you need to have people grinding and shit. But ninety percent of them are asleep and they're like, Hey, 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 I don't grind on Wednesdays. <laughs> I had my scallop. I'm eating oysters. a grinder
1: a <laughs> <laughs> hanging his hunk poster up. And then he gets this fucking guy.
0: then he gets hung because only they only say grinder in Philadelphia. <laughs> get him, or that's hoogie. It's
1: called the submarine sandwich, you fuck. Smash a beer over his nuts. <laughs> All
0: right. Speaking of smashing, you ready for wrestler ready. number
1: two? That was a quite a a lovely tangent.
0: Ah, oh, beautiful. I want him. All right. Here you go. You ready for this? This one's a little shorter because it's who I started with. They get a little more intense, but it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, my middle name is William. Okay. Uh, I beat Jake the Snake at WrestleMania eight in 1992 in the Hoosier Dome, for uh my start of WrestleMania record of two and zero. So started in WrestleMania at a two and zero. Actually, okay. Okay. his my WrestleMania record was twenty five and two. My only losses coming to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns.
1: I know who exactly who this is, <laughs>
0: okay? I was voted by uh Wrestling Observer New le- Newsletter for two things, a best gimmick uh for 5 nice. years in a row, best heel of 1991, and I got a couple quotes for you, okay? If you try I know you know it is, but if you try uh, me, I'm letting you go. I love it. I will make you famous. <laughs> if the eyes are the windows to the soul, You're not going to like the view. This one's... I don't... Why don't you say what if you like to sleep with your own sister? I think that's like an ass says what? Uh, I am...
1: (laughs) I am... Rest in peace. I am the motherfucking
0: Undertaker. Once billed as Mean Mark Callis. Mean Mark Callis. Uh, Our friend
1: Brendan, his daughter plays softball with the Undertakers.
0: Amazing. The undertake at Texas, right?
1: Texas, yeah. That guy's Texas through and through. He is a Texas boy. I still
0: have yet to see a documentary on him, but I saw him on a show He right, was supposed
1: to come out.
0: I thought so, too. Um, it was months
1: ago. It was Looking right like after he retired.
0: Waiting. and um, was But it's on like stars or Showtime. It's something I don't have. That's the thing. Son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, what goes without saying, right? One of the greatest of all times. Again, Mount Rushmore of wrestlers in my oh, book. Oh, hands down. Yeah.
1: And from the stories, he's like the fucking guy with the boys in the locker room. He's the one... Who stopped that, like, the, because there was, like, two eras, and it's, like, yep. the early era, which is, like, Flare, Dusty Rhodes, mm-hmm. which, it, when it was, like, smaller territories. Yep. That kind of yep. would come together. So it's very, like, root and tootin', like, tough guy, like, road housey. Sure. Oh, just, absolutely. Like, yeah. And then Egos. you got these big heads. You have people crossing territories, so you got a lot of this fucking machismo bullshit.
0: A little bit of mafia, uh, quote unquote
1: mafia stuff Mafia-ish, between the promoters yes. and
0: the regions. Yeah, so you gotta so got to be tough.
1: Like, you know, you get the stories of like, I'm fresh face Hansi Frywald. They call me Hans the Iceman, You know, the ice pick. Hey, yeah. uh, then they beat you up and shit in your your bag, which is true. While you watch, and Undertaker
0: like, would be the guy like, who's like,
1: Arn Anderson. None of that
0: or no, it wouldn't be our name. Tatanka, you took a dump in. Avalanche's bag. <laughs> I'm here to settle you... this. Kiss and make up, or you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. He was the guy because he started at the end of that era. He's like none of that fucking bullshit around here. He's like the judge. He's the dad. He's the wrestling dad.
0: And he, he, you got to be respected through and through to be that to, be to, to, to g- rise to the fucking cream of that. I'm Kevin crop. Nash diesel oh, exactly. you can't tell me what to
1: do and he's like i'll fucking knock your fucking teeth that was what i'm gonna exactly. do exactly like he's one of those guys he would say okay let's go outside and then he would beat you up and throw you in the back of his truck it's a he's
0: huge right i know they're all yeah, huge he's like you don't realize it foot foot when to, people like, are the same size you know yeah yeah so you get a weird distorted view but wait till you hear about wait till you hear uh he was born casey on march 24th 1965. But if he was born in 1916, his parents would have lunched on (laughs) split pea soup with with hot hot Unita. I don't know what that is. Um, Hot Unita? uh, uh, Scalded milk. I believe it's scalded scalded milk. Um, Okay. You'd have a biscuit. You'd have egg salad. (laughs) You'd have (laughs) a tea biscuit. Bananas so and orange slices, <laughs> <laughs> oatmeal cookies, tea, and coffee.
1: Ooh, you gotta have both. I a lot of tea biscuits. and
0: coffee. That's some depression, right? Tea, coffee, yeah. we can afford both. We have both. That's a fucking staple. More than uh, sugar, probably.
1: I know, it's. we always come back to it, but it's always like we come back to the stories of those... Fucking Civil War soldiers, like that's yeah. how much coffee is a part of that diet. It's like your treat. It's your only treat is literally black coffee. You, if you can't have it, you use peanut shells, right? Because most
0: people couldn't afford Bloody opium. Water. Life was hell back then, so anything that altered your mood, just right, give just it, anything. just give yeah. it to me.
1: Just give me that upper. Otherwise, it's just fucking whiskey. Oh, or yeah. Or yeah. cider.
0: Booze, right. Cider by just a syrupy, gross, brewed three years ago, keg of cider uh, by everybody's door. Hang on a, that
1: front door. Ladle yeah, it.
0: Everybody ladles, but you had the one guy who just, you know, probably the field hand who just uses his muddy <laughs> fucking grubby. I don't,
1: I don't trust nothing that's metal. <laughs> I believe it. I, believe I it. use skin. Um uh I will say the Undertaker, only wrestler to ever make me cry.
0: Why? because of what he did to a certain man?
1: Because he buried the Ultimate Warrior alive. Casey put Casey, him in a casket. Casey. They ended the program. I know. I was they there. took him out. The EMTs were taking I... the Ultimate Warrior out, and I still remember Fucking JR screaming, Look at the top of that casket! He tried to claw his way out. Oh
0: god, you're so fucking right on. Oh and I was my just god. Like, oh,
1: he's the evil.
0: But that spawned one of the greatest story arcs, at least, of that decade in wrestling. And we'll get oh, to yeah. it. Um yeah. But first, Casey, I'm so emotional.
1: Way, oh. I cried into my hunk posters. Fucking... I begged them to avenge my, the ultimate warrior. It's. I've said
0: it on this podcast before. It might be. Might be the given, and it's like the. It's like uh, liking the Patriots, but hands down, my favorite wrestler is Ultimate Warrior. Always will be. Uh, um. Yeah. Just all good, right. good
1: looking gimmick.
0: <laughs> this guy had a run where he was close, though. Hit me just the right yeah. age, like sixth grade. Yeah. He came in, or excuse me, Think I, I came in already. Second place in my first bodybuilding competition for Mr. Virginia Beach. <laughs> um, I. Oh, oh, yeah. A lot of bodybuilders in, in wrestling, obviously. Makes sense. I went to the open tryouts during the 1987 strike, NFL strike, for the Miami Dolphins and made the cut. Oh, yeah. But I turned it down because of the lucrative money I was already making selling memberships at Bally's Health Club. <laughs> um, my first match, when I was billed as my name, was against Joe Thunder in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on January 13th, 1990. Um know up, in Philadelphia,
1: up, up. this gimmick went over like a fucking lead balloon. Oh, you already know
0: who it is? <laughs> I think I know who it is, okay. yeah. Uh, let me see. Alright, this is... All right, I got two... This... Hmm... All right, all right, this might... Oh, it doesn't matter. During the summer of 1990... This is fucking amazing. <laughs> During the summer of 1994, I accused Lex Luger of selling out to Ted DiBiase, which resulted in a match between the two. Afterward, DiBiase entered the ring with a red, white, and blue bag full of money. <laughs> Luger <laughs> kicked the bag out of DiBiase's D- 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 <laughs> B- hands resulting in me to attack him and turn him into a villain At uh, oh wait, and turn me into a villain at SummerSlam joining DiBiase's D- Million Dollar Corporation I spent the remainder of the year f- feuding with Luger which topped off in a cage match on Raw that saw Luger come out as Always. the victor
1: Luger always comes out
0: of Fuck, I forgot about Except Luger. Except in real life. Yes. In... Oh, yeah. Um. Here's a quote from me, and this might give it away. In our culture, the Native Americans, <laughs> know, when two it's... strangers come together, you know <laughs> what we do. We smoke the peace pipe.
1: I oh, am... Man. You are the rootin' tootin' warrior of the prairies. You are Tatanka. And... I will I say think he's Puerto Rican by the way. So.
0: No, he's full blooded he? native american. Oh, wow, well, that's, that's nice. not fair. I don't know. I don't know the truth about full bloodedness but he is a part of a tribe primarily that primarily um uh encompassed North Carolina area and where a lot yeah. of them I feel I feel bad I can't think of it. It's it's not one I uh he's a fucking badass looking wrestler. That Pink he uh, fucking soon as you said, mo. Like for
1: a, for a minute, he was my favorite, and I was like, "I know who that is." Oh yeah, he was a favorite in the Van Heel house. Oh yeah, we would always fight over who got to be Tatanka when we were wrestling. And then there was one uh, WWF Super Nintendo game mm-hmm. that came oh, out. Yeah. Then I think it, I think it was the Royal Rumble game. That and game he was, was a playable character. Awesome, awesome. And stand in the middle of the ring. As Tatanka, just tossing fools over that top rope. It's interesting you mention it, because he's one of the only
0: wrestlers that his um, appearance in a video game had its specific little couple lines. So maybe yeah. he was just that badass to people. I
1: think he was that over at the time. Because also, this is just post-Dances with Wolves, hence the name Tatanka. Otherwise, well, that's what would I would was... know what the word is. Right, so it's which means just... buffalo. Hot in the culture. Hot in the yeah. pop culture.
0: Yeah. Which of, he is from a tribe that was nowhere near Buffalo no, ever. So there is a odd Native American appropriation. Well, at least he's
1: Native tra- American because there's a classic tradition in oh, wrestling yeah. of just getting an old Italian man. Of course. In a fucking full headdress and calling him Chief fucking kick you in the face.
0: And he could have written his own Wikipedia, let's be honest. Um, that dude. Uh, but no, and that I know because he, he had the, the run. Man. He yes. had the run of undefeated. It just seemed like it would never fucking end. That he was almost when I cried when he lost to. I think I have it. He I lost to uh, Lex Luger. No, he lost to Rick Martel in Fort Wayne, ah, of course he
1: lost to fucking Rick Ma- Mustachioed Martel. That he guy ro- sucks. He
0: wronged Still, the. He wronged somebody to lose to him. You know I what I know. mean? That was
1: to talk a shit in the wrong guy's bag. A, yes. Undertaker said, "You got to take a you know take you're a fault to a Rick dunk. Martel." Did he sleep with his wife? Like, that's the punishment.
0: (laughs) Fuck, Casey, you made me... You know who who, could have used The Undertaker? Is the Orlando Magic. Did you hear that story about Shaquille O'Neal that just came out from Gary Payton in his book? No. I was like, you are fucking trash, Shaquille O'Neal. I was like, that's not a prank. That's fucking... Was he just cruel? ...happened in Nazi Germany. With the rookies... For the Orlando magic, what Shaq would do as a prank, apparently... A good-hearted ribbing? Would shit and piss in a bucket for two weeks to let it stew and then wait till the rookie was sitting in the stall like Karate Kid and would dump this bucket over their head. What?
1: <laughs> yes. That's yeah, it's in Gary Payton's fucking You could, fucking, you could book. fucking die from that shit. Two That's weeks. attempted fucking murder. That's manslaughter. That was Shaq giving, getting you the what for. Of course. Shaq, Shaq from the bayou. Pranked oh, with shit in a bucket true. for two weeks and then thrown it in your face. <laughs> I got you. No, you just threw a dirty diaper in my face. He needed it's an undertaker
0: prank. choke slam is what he oh. needed.
1: He did, but he's the biggest guy. Isn't? Is that not the epitome of being the biggest, strongest person? dumping your shit on somebody like because you can get away with it like that's why it was so thoughtless and cruel because who's gonna fucking fight shack that uh gary payton should have cut his fucking achilles tendon with a fucking straight razor
0: that came out at the same time when that came out uh kareem abdul uh jabbar commented on wilt chamberlain Mm -hmm. and this has an interesting like weird trope social thing that i don't because uh Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was like, I don't agree with Wilt Chamberlain for doing this. Um, And I'm like, I don't know. There's something about it that's like, there's a trope where if you're tall and you're a black man in America, oftentimes you'll hear like, do you play basketball? You know, it's bullshit. It's a stereotype. Yeah. So apparently Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar were in like a nice hotel and they were going down in the elevator. Uh, Small white guy. Doesn't matter normal sized white guy gets in there each seven feet tall and he's like whoa look at you how's the weather up there (laughs) wilt chamberlain spit in his face and he said it's (laughs) (laughs) raining which is
1: i don't know i I almost feel like the guy had that coming Uh, don't make that just say hello it's a bad joke you know it's a bad joke you know you're not the first person to fucking think of it Right. I would spit in his face just because it's a shitty joke. Uh, well, maybe that's why I got it. I, I'm just, And now I'm just imagining Wilt Chamberlain dressed as he was in Conan the Destroyer. Black leather, oh, fur, horned helmet. He. Grace Jones was there and kicked that guy in the nuts. He would have been a
0: good professional wrestler, Wilt Chamberlain. He had a persona oh, yeah. for, he was a fucking showman. Speaking of showmen, uh, Tatanka was born in. Uh, June 8th, 1961, Casey. Uh, and what were we dining on, Tatanka? I don't believe he was dining on Buffalo, but it's possible. <laughs> he would have been dining on noodle soup, cherry roly-poly pudding, and boiled mm. coffee, which is medium ground coffee with one tablespoon of egg whites, slightly beaten, mixed with what? cold water, turned into a scalded enameled coffee pot, Add six cups boiling water, stop up spout with soft paper and boil three minutes, turn one cup to clear the spout, return to pot, add half cup cold water, and set over slow fire where it will not boil for ten minutes. Serve in warm cups with hot cream.
1: (laughs) That's more work than a
0: fucking roast. Holy shit, right?
1: There's egg whites in
0: it? Boiled coffee case. That was a lot of fucking instructions. That's man. what I'm
1: dumping on Shaq's head when he's taking a shit. Give him a boiled coffee. Coffee grounds, egg whites, fish tails. Ugh. The things? That's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. So people are like, here's the thing, right? Everybody's it's like- It's like bulletproof coffee, I guess, right? Like you're adding protein to the coffee? Well, so
0: what's interesting is my- uh, grandmother always put eggshells in the coffee grounds just through a drip coffee, and I don't know what uh-huh. that did, but it's it's maybe I'll have to look it up. It's somewhat common. People, my my interesting point here is people will comment on the technological age we live in, right? The social uh-huh. media age, and they'll be like, "Look yeah, at this! Yeah. We're always rushing, and we never have any free time." That is what happens when you have free time. Instead of making a fucking cup of coffee you got an hour on your hands to fucking add cold water, hot water, paper water, towel hot up water. the spout. Cool. Let's just No
1: yolk. Don't put a yolk in there. I'm not insane. Just just the whites. Check your Twitter. All right? Hot cold hot cold hot cold. Put a towel in the spout. Rotate spout. Like there's just too much. It's a lot.
0: Too much it's, information. Maybe
1: it tastes amazing by the way, but it's not worth it. But again, it just goes back to what you said. It's a bygone era. Coffee was your only... Coffee is your hunk magazine. Yes. That's all you look forward to. You're like, I just want this fucking cup of coffee. My insane wife spent three hours making it. Right. Just putting raccoon tails in the <laughs> pot. Dip, right. Dip, dip, dip oh. I just want to drink coffee.
0: Oh, just fucking end it now. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, and you know the person, like, the retention... The attention; they didn't yeah. have to look at that recipe again. It okay. was just like, just fucking go in the fri- go in the kitchen, and you make a boiled coffee. Who wants boiled coffee? Everybody knew what the fuck that meant.
1: Me, 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 <laughs> me. I want to see a '50s kids cart, like a commercial. Oh my '50s to on the t- Nickelodeon. The yeah, I didn't fucking fight in Verdun to not have my fucking coffee boiled. Nineteen sixteen, Casey. Poured into the hole in my face.
0: The same day that somebody was having their meal of the day or lunch of the day, fucking fifty thousand Germans died at you know, Flanders Field. <laughs> so just a heads up <laughs> Get some fucking priorities daily luncheon book. You know who else died in Flanders Field, Casey? Canadians. Here's your Whoa, next wrestler.
1: Alright. Give me a a little clue.
0: I died when I was 42. After a promising start to my sumo career, using the name (laughs) Koto Tenzin, I switched to professional wrestling wrestling and became a high-profile star for the WWF. Mm -hmm. All right? Uh, When I, I went to school at LSU and was known as the Quiet Giant, when I was employed as a bouncer at the LSU college bar, the bangle.
1: Now we know where Shaq got his fucking (laughs) foot spot from this motherfucker.
0: I weighed 423 pounds when I was 22 and would eventually top 500 pounds and was an active wrestler. I was also known as the Canadian Comet, the avalanche, the shark and Golga. Uh, Golga? Golga. He should have kept Golga. uh, He looked like a Golga. Uh, Alright, now you're going to get some length here because these storylines are so fucking good. First of all, listen to this when we talk about pedestrian. No, no, sir. Despite doing well uh, as a newcomer, I quit the sport of sumo wrestling in Japan... Because of the toll it took on my body. This guy was a professional sumo wrestler. Um, I said oh, nothing I have ever done. Just to
1: fly on the fucking wall. Yeah. I know who this is. Yeah. But to see his beautiful ass in a fucking leather jacket. Oh, fucking yeah. palling around fucking Tokyo. As the... He's Hulk Hogan. Oh. At that point. He's legit. He's legit. Here's one of the that reasons... Is a- That is a Netflix series that needs to happen. Oh
0: my god, yeah. So he also quit, Casey, listen to this. In addition, the sumo world frowned on a large tattoo I have of a tiger on my left bicep. And even though I covered it during matches, to continue in leveling up, I would have had to remove it via skin graft. In Japan, tattoos are associated with gangsters, and a public display was widely um, prohibited. All right, and this is eighty. Like this Fuck is no yeah.
1: tattoo removal. They literally would take skin from his leg. Oh yeah, They'd yeah, exactly. Staple it on his arm.
0: Uh, da, da, da. Uh, his move, my move is called the sit down splash.
1: <laughs> yeah, Fuck it yeah,
0: it is. You look at pictures of that. You tell me wrestling's fake because that is an awful position to be in. Coming down on you, your fucking neck and your chin, man. All right. This is fucking beautiful. I know I've said that a lot, but. Alright. After yeah, WrestleMania 7, I instigated a feud with Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah, you did. When our match aired on WWF Superstars of Wrestling, um I squashed Damien with my earthquake. Uh, uh, with my earthquake. Alright, it's earthquake. Yeah, I with knew, my I earthquake knew, I knew, spas- splashes. Earthquake had tied up Roberts in the ropes before going Uh, on his rampage. Do you know what I'm getting at here?
1: This is nuts. I I do know what you're getting at. I remember watching this. It also nearly brought me to tears. In, uh, oh wait,
0: Earthquake tied up Roberts in the ropes before going on his rampage. In reality, Robert's bag, one of the two left at ringside, for those listening, he carried a bag of snakes for the match, contained pantyhose stuffed with hamburger and a small motor to simulate a live snake. When the match aired on WWF Superstars of Wrestling, footage of Earthquake landing on Damian was interrupted with a cutaway shot that shows Event Center, although the incident aired uninterrupted and uncensored during WWF Primetime Wrestling the following week. This skit is amazing. Earthquake participated in a skit on WWF Primetime Wrestling where he cooked Quake Burgers. On a grill and served them to co host Vince McMahon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Heenan. Lord Alfred Hayes. Later, Earthquake revealed that the meat was ground from Damien's
1: carcass.
0: Heenan had already eaten three or four of the burgers, and Hayes was curious about the meat. Earthquake mentioned the animal from which the meat was taken, rhymed with Quake, and Hayes said they were snake burgers. Hayes got sick and nearly threw up. Vince was angry over this and knocked the tray out of Earthquake's hands, which knocked all the burgers onto the floor. Roberts and Earthquake feuded throughout most of the late spring and into summer. Fucking
1: wrestling, folks. That is how you get some heat. That's how you turn. I love Jake Roberts as a kid because he's a heel. Fuck yeah. And he, for those of you who don't know, he just, he looks like, a fucking, like, we're describing. He looks like a... He's just got a fucking mustache and long hair.
0: Lean. Got a voice.
1: Real lean. Like, maybe vast. a jean jacket. Sleeveless jean jacket. But his gimmick was... He's called Jake. The snake. Robert. He had, like, a rough-hewn sack carry mm-hmm. over his shoulder. Like, he just crawled out of a swamp somewhere. And he would just, like, beat you up. And, like, his finishing move was to... Just take out this boa constrictor and just drape it on you. Or a handful Ugh. of wriggling snakes.
0: Or, yeah, there was also it, a snake without, and that might have been Damien, the snake without the fangs. It had been defanged, which is probably yes, inhumane. Yes. And he would let it bite, bite.
1: onto the wrestler, but it was just
0: it, hanging yeah. there without its fangs. Yes, but it's I still, the bite. Snakes still have fucking teeth.
1: Yeah. And they're not No, I've heard pleasant. stories. They're like, fucking Jake, that goddamn snake bit it lit into me. That's some <laughs> Can
0: fucking him get fucking infected
1: too like with uh, salmonella probably. So the the gimmick is the best because you have these fucking 400 pound muscle men literally faint out of fright. Yes. It's so good. It's so silly but it's fucking good. Perfect. These guys commit to this and then that's how you make Jake a a baby face. You have Earthquake kill his snake and now all you're doing is rooting for Jake the snake. Right, to it beat turned the fucking life out of you, this fat man
0: because this Jake's reaction because the snake is like his. He was crying roaming. like
1: that. guy yes. sold it. Oh
0: God, Jake it was Roberts
1: good. sold that. It was gimmick, good because I remember he was screaming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tears rolling down his face. Like give that man a sag award. Well,
0: let's see if uh, uh, Earthquake's real name was John Tenta, by the way, and John he was Tenta. born. Ba, 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 on June 22nd, 1963. And uh, let's see if Snake is on the menu. Nope. Nope. slice What kind of coffee are we having? Cold corned beef. I'll tell you what kind of coffee we're having. <laughs> German potato salad. <laughs> Ooh, you Casey. Like Peanut and lettuce sandwiches.
1: <laughs> Shut up. No, I... <laughs> Like i'm not kidding.
0: that's fucking insane mama can i
1: have a peanut and lettuce sandwich
0: oh wow wow no it's um, not
1: your birthday
0: raspberry charlotte Russe. The thing is old treat iced coffee and hot tea <laughs> rest in peace of bladder cancer canadian earthquake which is his first wrestling name the canadian, canadian. earthquake
1: he was called the Canadian Earthquake? Yep. Wow. I love it. You think uh, there's any I earthquakes in
0: Canada? Other than John Tenta? Not
1: anymore. Not anymore. Mm- ah, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. from fracking, probably. Yes. How good was that fucking tag team? Oh. oh,
0: it was beautiful.
1: Because the his partner, for a while, and I love this character, because I was like, he's kind of like Popeye. Tugboat. It was a guy called Tugboat. He'd just come out hooting and tooting like a Looney Tunes cartoon, like pumping his arms. Oh man! He had the little sailor hat. Like he just got beat up all of the time. Like he was just there to squash. He was a squasher. You know who? So they're... Rick Martel can get another win. Exactly. So you gotta fucking care about Rick Martel. Yeah, but do but you then know... he turned fucking Go ahead. heel and became what was he? Typhoon. Yes. Yes. Yep. And teamed up with Earthquake, tag team, natural disasters.
0: Talk about the golden era of my childhood, because do you know who their, like, main tag team nemeses were? Was it the Rockers? It's the fucking Legion of Doom.
1: Oh my god, fuck you, the Legion of Doom are... Hawk and Animal? Yes. I mean, you you don't beat that. Those guys were legitimately, like, monsters. Those guys were huge. Fucking... Spider. from good old MSP, baby. Yeah. Minneapolis's own. Uh, Beating fuck. up college kids at a bar. Vern Gagne says, you boys got the goods. My, or Vern Gagne. I wonder if Greg Gagne's real last name is Gagne.
0: Um, and I just always <laughs> said Gagne, who was a, a player for the Minnesota Twins.
1: Fuck, uh, I mean, they Jesse, could be related, actually. Oh, Minnesota. Uh,
0: probably. Uh jesse my brother made a great point he was like you need a job just creating uh characters for guys that are in the wrestling game like i need a shtick oh, yeah. and like would that i don't that's probably not a thing it's on you to do the make your own thing because they have story story writers or whatever but what a right, wwe
1: has writers but the other promotions, it's just you. Oh, it's on you, one hundred percent. And you take you. it, you take it to the booker, and you're like, "Hey, I want to do this gimmick," and they're like, mm, "Okay, yeah, it seems." It which is like, which, which is so cool about AEW is like they create the stories. They're not told by Vince McMahon. Like, I'm gonna change your name. Why do you got to change my name? Because I said so. Like right. he's notorious for just fucking tinkering and meddling.
0: Go eat a snake burger. Um,
1: I just love that bit. I love it. He just and Vince McMahon was not happy. It's just a snake, it's not human. Uh, that's the Undertaker's job. It's Damien. Job. Hans, it's Damien.
0: Fucking snake named Damien. Speaking of personas, this
1: guy was born with a persona because no, you we... should. We should. If there was a fucking job, it's oh. like when you read Marvel or DC comics. They every now and then they'll slide in a story. Where you go visit the guy that makes the costumes. Yeah. And I was like, that could be us. We'd be that for the... Sure. Ring me up on the phone. I'll give you an idea. That's the guy that, like, you're 80 years old and they're like, you're like,
0: what did you do? You know, like, I was like, well, you know, or like in LA, you're like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm a retired set designer. Yeah, I did Uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And you're just like, holy shit. And he's the guy who, you know... He's the guy behind the guy behind the guy in the sense that he's just cool. He's always on set. He's always on time. Yeah. Paul Newman's like, do you want to go get a Miller Lite? Hell yeah, because Paul Newman doesn't want to always is. hang out with, you know, Fuck. Spencer Tracy. <laughs> he <laughs> right? just wants exactly. to go have a beer like,
1: and mow along. He hates Robert Redford. Exact. Oh, yeah. Um, I hope that's not true, but I could see <laughs> Paul Newman I being like, Paul hey, Newman, yeah, best boy. Want pretty- to go crush a Sixer with me in the parking lot? Right. I think Paul like was Paul pretty Newman's amicable. Like, uh, Michael Jordan in The Last Dance. He's with the guy who runs the ticket booth, and they're betting on fucking dice in the Paramount back lot.
0: Uh, well, you had to be... There was one guy that Michael Jordan threw nickels with. Otherwise, apparently he was a, <laughs> yeah. he was a pain in the ass. Um persona i was born with my persona because unbelievably or not i was actually born with my wrestling name
1: oh yes my real
0: name right. is my wrestling name but i was also <laughs> known as a member of the cruel connection i was cruel connection number 2 okay. uh i was also gladiator mr florida and mr number 1 okay great um, everything you've said so far Alright, uh, let's see B-b-b-b-b-b- I run a training camp, Casey uh, mm-hmm. A training facility for wrestlers in Charlotte, North Carolina And my son is also now a wrestler for AEW <clears throat> Oh shit Yeah Uh, Let's see I made my b- debut April 6, 1985 uh, with, In an edition of the World Championship Wrestling The inaugural broadcast of the show uh, After Jim Crockett Of Jim Crockett Uh Productions He's a legend uh, Took that TBS time slot Uh, Let's see Uh, I, that night I teamed up with Greg Stone To face Ivan Koloff And Crusher Crusher Khrushchev Uh, A week later I had my first singles match Losing to Magnum T.A or is it Magnum TA? I think it's Magnum no, TA. No, it's T- Magnum TA. TA. On the Saturday night program. Uh, let's see. I uh, in 1985 I received my first ever match with the world heavyweight champion Rick Flair and I would become okay. his favorite journeyman. Got it. Uh, I I had it. That Flair has the deal considered right me there. the greatest worker he's ever faced. <laughs> Uh, Let's see, love Uh, everything that I've heard. You know I'm a great heel, Mr. Florida, Mr. Florida connections. Let's see, I am a born again Christian, and one of the biggest thrills was passing my Christianity on to Hulk Hogan in WCW and telling him he needs it. Uh, (laughs) Let's see, Uh, who are you wrestling? Uh, I. Wear a shirt saying my name who? Question mark. I wrote a book. Dad, d- dad, you don't work, you wrestle. Um I'm ridiculously into Batman and the Dallas Cowboys, which you can read on my blog post blogger page still, <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. Go to Who am I? Long Live George South. GeorgeSouth.com my book, there are four passions in life that George and I share our love and devotion to our families, our love of the wrestling business, our love of the Dallas Cowboys, and last and most importantly, our passion for our Savior, Jesus Christ. In this book, you will hear all about them all. Ted DiBiase, The Million Dollar Man.
1: Praise if for I George had South's book. Any fucking juice. In Hollywood. Yeah. I would beg Matt Reeves when yep. he makes The Batman 2, which oh. they certainly will, to get George South to play Mike the fucking goon. Oh, that would be
0: so fucking. He. This, if you haven't looked it up yet after we've talked about it, I'd have for a three friend episodes. for life.
1: He'd be like Chewbacca. It'd yeah. be a life debt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like uh, Robin Hood, I got to Prince be of Mike Thieves. the
1: goon. Yes. He... George South is my Azim. <laughs> the painted man <laughs> <laughs> but it's no just... it's called mr florida yo <laughs> the florida <laughs> cruel connection number two
0: <laughs> i have seen our death <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: when george south to fight that witch <laughs> that is a fucking good scene um oh, man, well we rewatched that recently she still holds up she holds
0: fucking up she is gross um. Well, Casey, do you want to leave them hanging for part two? I suppose so, right? We love you, and there's nothing you can, nothing do, about you can do about it. Do about it. S- sit and splash, folks. We'll see you next week. Jerk
1: practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Hogan, last time you faced the big earthquake, baby, it was just a little case of hit and run. But this time, baby, you're in a lot of trouble because, you see, you signed for a stretcher match with the earthquake. Nobody beats the earthquake in a stretcher match. This match is going to continue on till one man cannot continue anymore. He's carted out on a stretcher, never to return again, baby. Hogan, you're looking at the man in the WWF who has the most experience in stretcher matches all of my matches are stretcher matches all of my opponents go out on a stretcher you yourself have not been excluded you have experience because you felt the stretcher now you're going out on the stretcher once and for all and that's a promise from the quake you are gonna feel all of the earthquakes that i've been keeping inside you and all I'm finished, and there's Matt. You and Hulkamania are going out on a stretcher.